Today's episode is brought to you by Jarja Media. If you are looking for an amazing CRM that's really built for the real estate industry, I mean, guys, I actually built this myself, put my own money into it, spent a lot of years getting it working right. If you need a CRM uh, soon, if you need websites, um, if you need marketing at all, you know, we have a marketing team that will actually help you with your marketing uh, or even transaction coordinators, uh, which, you know, I, I did an actual show on this where an episode on this where, look, whether you're day one or day 20,001, the idea of you managing all of your transactions, which is taking you away from creating new business, that needs to stop. So if you need any of those things, make sure you check out jarjamedia.com, J-A-R-J-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by my company, Jared James Enterprises. If you need coaching or training on any level, whether that's one-on-one -on -one coaching for yourself, which the results speak for themselves, whether you want to get started with something like virtual training, virtual coaching, or even if you're looking for something from a brokerage level or a team level, we do all of that and we'd love to help you out. So make sure you check that out, guys, jaredjamestoday.com. We'd love to help you out. You are now listening to Today with Jared James. James here and welcome to episode 31 of Today with Jared James. As I always say guys, if you enjoy this, do me a favor and subscribe. It's been cool to see how many of you have been subscribing. Make sure also to take a moment, leave a review, not just a five-star review, but also write something. I'd really appreciate that. It's been really cool seeing how many of you have done that and share it with someone that you think would benefit from it. This is one you're really going to want to share because on this episode today, I'm going to talk about what a new agent should be focused on. Okay, so the title is What Should a New Agent Be Focused On? And this is something that I get asked all the time. So if you know somebody, and by the way, guys, this isn't just for a new agent. I think a lot of you who have even been in the industry for a long time are going to take a lot of notes on today's episode because so much of what we know we should be doing, we're simply not doing. So much of what we know we, you know, we should be doing right in the beginning of a career, especially a real estate career, um, we never did to begin with. And so it's time to kind of revisit that and say, hey, what do I need to go back now and what do I need to take the time to set up? And so if you know somebody who's newer in the industry, you know somebody who's just in the industry overall, this is an episode that you're going to want to share because it matters, right? If you don't have the right foundation, you can't build the right house. If you don't have the right tires, you can't drive that car appropriately. And if you don't, if you didn't start off the right way within the real estate industry or just sales or any kind of an industry and you didn't put the th right things in place, you're never going to be able to perform at the level that your potential was because you don't have the tools in place, right? So let's talk about it, guys. I'm going to talk about seven different things uh, that a new agent should be focused on. But as I said, I think a lot of you are going to hear some things in here and go, shoot, why am I not doing that, right? So the number one thing that I think a newer agent should be focused on, um, I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any ground here. It's just reaffirming those relationships past and present, right? Like I literally would call, text, email, shoot videos, whatever it got, it's got to be to every single person that I knew, right? It's, you've heard me say many times, visibility trumps ability. And these people, there's nothing worse than finding out that one of them would have used you if they had only known that you were in the industry, right? I said this to someone recently and they said, oh my God, Jared, but that's going to take three days. If it's going to take you three days to reach out to every single person you know, that is awesome. That means that you know a lot of people. 
the longer this is going to take, the better. Because the longer that this is going to take, the more that it's going to sustain you in the beginning, carrying you through so that you can stay in this business, right? Um, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, they'll, they'll say, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to sound like I'm after something. I don't want to. Well, first off, let's just get over that because people understand that when you're new in a business, um, that that's expected, right? And if you have the right intentions, you have the right motives, there's nothing wrong with telling people what you do. You know, it's no different than at the beginning of this podcast. I said, this podcast is brought to you by Jarja Media. This podcast is brought to you by Jared James Enterprises. Like, there's nothing wrong with telling people what you do. We kind of have to get over. I think we got so MLM'd. We got so multi-level marketed that, like, you know, you had friends that would go into multi-level marketing, and, you, God, you couldn't go anywhere without them having a hidden motive of, uh, motive of why they wanted to talk to you, that we kind of went to the other extreme where we're not telling people what we do, Okay. And so one of the lines you want to use when you're talking to people that's just really informal and it, and it just kind of makes the point is you say, hey, you know what? I promised myself that I was going to help 50 families in my first year in real estate. Is there anybody you think I should be in touch with right now? Is there anybody you think I should be talking to? Make them a part of your goal. You know, I promised my family when I got into this business, when I made the jump, when I made the leap, when I, you know, whatever, that I was going to help 25 families in the first 12 months I was doing this. Is, is there anyone you think I should be talking to? That's a really simple line to use. I think a lot of you, when you hear that, you're kind of like, oh, that, that's pretty simple. You know, it's almost like you're blaming it on the fact that you promised someone that you were going to help this many families. It works, though. It's a great line to use, okay? It's a line we also use in our, in our um, sphere of influence follow-up. You know, when we're reaching out to our past sphere, when you go over those five steps of, of, that you follow for SOI follow-up, it's just, hey, promised myself I was going to help 75 families in the next 12 months. It's a really easy line to use. Is there anyone I should be talking to? Okay. So you need to be making touch with or making contact with every single person you know. Well, I don't know if I know them well enough. Well, that's now your job. You need to get to know them better. Like your job in real estate is, is people who are really good at it, by the way, almost everyone, they're almost, you know what, I'll call this the Bronco effect. Like my dog Everybody who comes over thinks that my dog thinks they are so special. Like, they're like, oh my God, he loves me so much. And I think what they don't understand is that everybody who comes over who's breathing, he treats them the same way. Like, they all think they're special, okay? And when it comes to real estate, you kind of need to have that effect. You need to have that effect that, like, everyone you come in contact with feels special. Everybody you come in contact with is like, my God, he's so nice to me. Like, I always feel so close to him. I always feel so close to her. I always feel so, that's a great thing to have when you're in real estate, okay? So don't worry about, well, we're not best friends anymore. I haven't talked to them in a while. I haven't, doesn't matter. They're all potential buyers and sellers. So one unique thing about this industry is that everybody needs a roof over their head. Your job is to bring those people closer and you don't bring those people closer by making excuses for how not close you are right now. That's literally counterproductive to what you're trying to do. So I'd be making contact with each and every person. There's letters in our coaching program. We have letters that you can send out that do this. But it's about that personal touch, guys. Like, I'm a big fan once a year touching every single person in your database. And so, you know, when you look at, like, what else do you have to do when you're first starting out? Like, if you're too busy when you first start out to, to, to touch base with the people closest to you you're, that are going to be your highest performing, you know, referral givers and everything else, 
you're starting off on the wrong foot. I'll tell you right now. Like, if you're too busy to do that early on, this does not bode well 10 years in. So let's start proper habits now, okay? We can always make time for the things that, um, that, are, that are worthwhile enough, you know? If I said to you, hey, um, somebody in your town wants to sell their $3 million house for $1 million way under value because they just want to sell it quickly, would you tell me I don't have time to do that listing appointment? Uh, I'm so busy, I can't. No, you would find time. If I told you there was a guy that wanted to meet you because he's got the winning lotto numbers guaranteed, would you say I don't have time? Okay. So we have to make time for the things that ultimately matter. Okay. The second thing that we need to do uh, that a new agent should be focused on is they really just need to get used to the word no. You need to get used, you need to start to expect the word no. I mean, when you when you literally, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a walking Instagram billboard right now because it's like, you know, the stuff you put on Instagram, you know, with the accepting no's and the motivational stuff. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that when you can finally expect a no, you really can't lose. You know, uh, a lot of times we avoid things um, because we're afraid of hearing no and we guarantee no's for ourselves by not going after situations where we think we might hear a no, okay? And so when you can expect a no, you literally can't lose, okay? It's not personal. Like, you can, you can, you'll know how successful someone's going to be by the number of no's that they get on a regular basis. And as you grow in the world, the no's become bigger. You know, a lot of people think that, um, they think that, that for someone like me, I don't hear no a lot, right? They think that, that just everybody I talk to, like, yes, yeah, sure, Jared, sure, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I hear a ton of no's, guys, and at some point, the no's become larger, right? Like, I used to get a no from someone as far as whether they were going to list their house with me, right? Now I find out that, you know, uh, I'll get a no for whether I'm going to be the trainer for a major company worldwide or whether I'm going to be like, it's a bigger no now, but you have to get comfortable with no's. You have to expect a no. When you expect a no, you literally can't lose. And so in the beginning, especially uh, as a newer agent, you need to be following you know, my FISBO campaigns, my for sale by owners, my FSBO, my fastest and shortest business opportunity, you know, where you follow those campaigns. You can find those on YouTube, just YouTube Jared James uh, for, for sale by owner, how to get FISBOs. Like you need to do that. So you get no's. You're going to get more yeses, but you're going to get no's. You're going to get used to no's. You need to be following up with, you know, expired properties on a regular basis and using our payday candy bar campaign and our hundred grand campaign and using those things because you need to hear no. When you get used to no, when no is the expected answer, when it becomes something that's just so normal to you, it's what you expected to begin with, you literally can't lose. And that's whether you're a new agent, the higher you go, the bigger the no's get, right? It's more difficult uh, uh, to get said no to, right? It, I mean, it's the same thing, like think about it. You know, when people are dating early on, they're, they're going to people and saying, hey, you wanna grab coffee sometimes? No, I mean, that, that's a no, but that's an easier no. What, if, what happens, you know, uh, five years down the road when you ask someone to marry you and they say no? That's a bigger no, right? That's a much more, because the further you go, the bigger the no's get, okay? So get used to no's right now. Number three. Number three, we want to make sure that you start off right here and you want to boat before fishing, right? You've heard me say this many times. Get your infrastructure in place. It's boats before fishing, one of the major mistakes I see new agents make is they jump in and say, leads, leads, leads. How do I create leads? How do I create leads? And that's great because we need leads to grow our business. 
but too many leads without the infrastructure to handle the leads ultimately means you're, ultimately means that you're going to learn early on how to waste leads, okay? And become normal. It's going to become normal. You're going to think it's normal to do so. And so before we even start going into lead creation, lead creation, lead creation, do you have your CRM set up, okay? The number of people running businesses right now, running real estate businesses, who are now quote unquote top producers that are paying for a CRM but not really using it is staggering. And, and the amount that they are performing under their potential because of that is staggering. Go spend the time now creating, getting your CRM, getting it set up, making sure you fully understand it. Because as you grow and you build your infrastructure, it can't be a do as I say, not as I do thing. If you're not using that CRM and, and you know how to use it, there's no way the people you bring in under you are now going to be doing it too. And now when you're trying to see what's going on and get a scope of your business and get reports and get all these things, you can't get upset at them. They don't use it because you don't either. So you got it. Look, we, there's a reason I spent years and so much amount of money building my own CRM. It's because I, I knew that it was worth it. I knew that it was that uh, um, important to people. It was that important to your business, right? So if you don't have one, jarjamedia.com. If you do and you love it, keep using it. If you have one and you're not using it or you don't like it, you can use ours. But you need a CRM, okay? And you need to spend the time to actually understand it. Now, when I say boat before fishing and I, I talk about infrastructure, I'm also talking about structuring your day correctly. You know, one of the seven non-negotiables that we teach our one-on-one -on -one students um, is that you have to prioritize the creation of new business over the management of existing business, okay? You have to prioritize the creation of new business over the management of existing business, okay? Because if you only spend your time managing existing business, which is what your day will start to pull you towards, you will start to get to the point where you will just manage, manage, manage. You will just follow up with sellers. You will just put out fires. You will just, you will just, you will just, and you'll do everything but create new business, and that is the quickest way to go out of business. Talk to a longtime realtor. Talk to a longtime real estate professional that has seven closings set up for the end of the month, goes crazy, thinks they're doing great, makes a bunch of money, and then day one of the next month has no transaction set up. That's not a business, that's a hobby, okay? So you wanna start the habits now, structuring your day, where in every single day you actually have time when you are creating new business and it's non-negotiable, right? You wanna make sure that, I said it at the beginning here, day one, you hire a transaction coordinator. There's a reason we started offering transaction coordinators at Georgia Media, because I knew it was that important, okay? Day one, day 20,001, you have to have a transaction coordinator because the things that make you great at creating business and selling real estate are what make you not great at managing the transaction. And every moment that you're managing that transaction is a moment you're not creating new business, and there's literally no risk. You only pay a transaction coordinator if the transaction closes, okay? So get your infrastructure, get your CRM set up, get your transaction coordinator in place. Start structuring your day and time blocking now so that you are putting time in your day to be creating business every day regardless of what's going on. Number four, you should be doing every open house or anything like that that another agent has available for you for you to be doing. Take advantage of it. Be doing two, three, four open houses a weekend. Okay, this idea that it's just nosy neighbors, the idea that open houses are a waste of time, they're a waste of time for people who don't know how to do them. 
but what could be bad about being face-to-face -face with potential buyers and sellers who took the time out of their day to walk through an open house, whether they're ready now, eight months from now, two years from now, what could be bad about that? What could be bad about practicing your dialogue and, and talking to them and seeing the kind of questions they ask and knowing what you need to learn and what could be bad about that? You should be doing minimum one, but many of you should be doing two, three, four open houses every single weekend and getting in front of potential clients because ultimately that's also what's going to give you the follow-up for the next week when you're doing stuff to create new business. It's going to come from those contacts. And when you're not doing those, when you're not doing those open houses, when you're not doing that face-to-face -face time with those people, that's when you ultimately start the bad habits of doing things that don't create business because you don't feel like you have anybody to follow up with because you're not... This business is so cyclical. You're not doing things in the past that are creating activities for you right now that create business for you in the future. On the last episode, I talked about how, you know, peaks and valleys, and when you're in a peak or a valley, you're not actually in a peak or a valley at that moment. You were in a peak or a valley 90 days ago. You're now feeling the effects from that. What you do right now creates the peak or the valley in the future, okay? So, be very, be very conscious about this and understand how cyclical business is and do as many open houses and other things that you can do with agents. Go, go follow them around. Help them out when they want you to show a house. Do as much of that as you can do because nothing replaces face-to-face. -face. You can practice all you want, but nothing replaces face-to-face, -face, right? Number five, this is a biggie, guys. Right in the beginning, get your finances in order. Like, I would love it if everybody came in, uh, you know, from a position of strength and had six months of savings set up and, you know, operating expenses and all that kind of stuff. But I know that it doesn't always happen, but I also know it's never too late to start. Okay. So if you're listening to me, whether you're new, experienced, wherever you are, if you don't have QuickBooks or some kind of a program like that directly connected to your bank accounts, to your credit cards, to your these places where it's automatically bringing it in and it's automatically, you wanna be filing everything so you know exactly what your expenses are at, exactly what your income's at, exactly, like if that's not happening right now, what's gonna happen is, is that you're gonna have to wait until just before tax season, you're gonna lock yourself in a room for a week, you're gonna make up a bunch of expenses and otherwise that, that hopefully get you to a point you don't have to pay too much and it's a disaster. Get your finances in order now. Easier than waiting till the end is getting set up now and just staying on top of it, right? It's like people who wait until June 1st to start eating and working out like they're ready for their beach bod. It's like, it's too late. Like that should have happened four months ago. I'm telling you this needs to happen beforehand, okay? You also at this point wanna do a full audit of your finances. Guys, it's one of the first things we do with new coaching students is we do a full audit of their, of their finances. I like to tell people many times we can end up saving you more money than you're spending uh, on coaching because we need to look and see where the waste is, right? Like what can you cut from your budget in the short term so that you can live the life that you want to live in the long term? Like if you're someone who tells me you can't afford to pay for leads, you can't afford to pay for coaching, you can't afford to pay for software, you can't afford to pay for these things that ultimately build your business and create hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in, in revenue, but you're wearing the latest clothes, a new car, going out to eat twice a week, going to the movies constantly, going like, if you're doing that, well then we've got a, we've got a problem here, we've got a disconnect. So we have to recognize that and say, hey, what am I willing to cut in the short term in order to live like I wanna live in the long term? Because financial issues don't come from what we make, they come from what we spend, okay? 
So let's get our finances in order. Number six. Number six, especially, I mean, really, this is any level, but especially as a new agent, hire a coach, guys. Like, just look at the stats on what people do with a coach, right? It's one thing to watch my YouTube videos. It's one thing to listen to this podcast. It's one thing to get that training. Training is not coaching. Coaching, it, it, it boggles my mind, like, all these people are like, I've got a coach. They've never even met their coach. You know, uh, their coach is free. This coach is, you know, whatever, like... Coaching is different than training, guys, okay? Training is something you can get offline. Training is something that, you know, you can buy my course that's got a training. You can go to an event that's a certain level of training. Coaching is when you have somebody specifically assigned to you, that you are accountable to them and they are accountable to you, and they have a plan specific to you, and they're following your specific business, and they've got it laid out for you, and they're holding you accountable to do what you need to do according to that plan and sticking to that plan even when you don't feel like it, you know, that's why a personal trainer, uh, uh, when you look at that, what they really do is they're coaching you, right? You're not just watching a video online. They've got to be there with you, and they've got to say one more rep, and they've got to know your body, and they've got to know when you can push and when you need to hold back. Coaching is a completely different thing. And so if you're serious about your career, it's a must. Like if I said to you, hey, I'll give you a $300,000 salary, but this means you have to do this, this, and this every single day. And this means that you have to hire a coach for 500 bucks a month, 1,000 bucks a month, whatever it's going to be. But I'll give you this $300,000 salary. Is there anyone that wouldn't take that? I'll give you a $500,000 salary. No, you would take it. And the problem is we don't think like that. When you really leverage a coach and, and they get you to do the things that you know you should have done, but you're just not staying consistent with it, and they're able to see things from a different perspective and tell you when to stop something and when to start something and keep you on that path, that's essentially what it's like. It's like having a salary, uh, only, only you know, you're going to get it through those commissions, through that consistency of what you're doing, okay? And number seven, one of the most common questions I get is I get people, you know, should I join a regular brokerage? Should I join a team? Should I join a, you know, whatever? It's not to me about whether you join a team or a brokerage or anything like that, but what I would tell you for number seven is that I would join an environment that somehow offers me leads as an agent, okay? Um, I would take a much lesser percentage uh, if it meant that I was actually getting provided real opportunities on a regular basis uh, that gave me the opportunity to work in front of people to, to, to practice and to actually create business right from the start. Uh, the question I always ask agents who are fighting for 80, 90% commission splits, I just say, hey, um, is it more important to you to have a piece of the watermelon um, or the whole grape? Okay, Because if you were hungry, would you want uh, a piece of watermelon or would you want the whole grape? And the answer is very simple. You'd, you'd want to cut out from that watermelon because although it's not the whole watermelon, it's a lot more than the full grape. And we live in an, in an industry right now where people have been taught over the years because they haven't adjusted to the way the industry's changed uh, and what brokerages and what teams can offer where they're ultimately fighting for the whole grape, the percent, the percent, the, the percent, not realizing that it ultimately comes down to net income. Okay. And what I tell you is stop worrying about splits and start worrying about opportunities and income. Okay. Would you rather have a piece of the watermelon or would you rather have the whole grape? So my, my recommendation early on would be find a team, find a brokerage that has a structure in it where you can make less of a percentage, but you, tech, but you are being offered more from a leads, from a software, from a training perspective to where you're literally going to make more uh, because 50% of you know, 200,000 is a lot more than 85% of 35,000. You guys get the math on that. That's what I would tell you with that.
Guys, these are seven things right now that, my God, this is one of those topics where you could have 37 things, right? But these are seven things that I think are really important. And while we're saying that, hey, this is what a new agent should be focused on, I think a lot of you know that this is stuff that all of us should be focused on. And some of you got to go back on a couple of these points and say, I've got to go really commit to that. You know, I heard that once and I got a CRM, but I never use it. I'm going to go get one and I'm going to actually take the time to learn and I'm going to actually do it, right? I'm going to go back and I'm not a new agent, but I'm going to go back and reaffirm my relationships. I'm going to spend a day, two days, a week, whatever it's going to take because of what that's going to do for my business, the money that's going to make me. Relationships are everything in this industry. I'm going to start doing one, two, three, four open houses. I'm going to get my finances in order. I'm going to get okay with no. I'm going to hire a coach and I'm going to join or I'm going to be a part of something where I might take less of a percent but I'm going to get offered more because I want a piece of the watermelon, not the whole grape. Guys, share this with somebody you think it would, uh, it would benefit them. Uh, it means the world to me that you guys take the time to listen. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 